You are listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Avant, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help you lose weight for the last time without sacrificing your quality of life to do it. So pop your headphones in, go for a walk, and learn how to become the healthiest, happiest, and most confident version of yourself. Are you ready for me to tell you how excited I am about today's episode? (laughs) Because that's how I start all of these episodes. But I am excited about all of them. This one has actually been a long time coming. I'm surprised that we're this many episodes in and I haven't done it yet, but here we are. This one is all about navigating your weekends and getting out of that super frustrating cycle where you feel like you're really good all week and then you deserve a break on the weekend and it all kind of goes to shit and then you start again on Monday and I'm going to teach you how to stop doing that. (laughs) I lived that for a really long time and it's, it's been pretty recent that I've gotten comfortable actually talking about it. I think I was pretty embarrassed about it for a long time. Ashamed, I don't know, just not feeling good, not feeling like I wanted to talk about it a whole lot. But I know how many women are just like me and are struggling with that exact same thing and how much you can gain from what I had to figure out on my own. This is a big part of why I'm so passionate about coaching and coaching the way we do is because we've we've been in our clients' shoes. We have been struggling with our body image and with making decisions that we're happy with and feeling like we're doing the exact opposite of what we say we want to do and all of those things. And now being on the other side of it, we know exactly how to help you get there too. So please know that if you're stuck in this cycle now, you don't need to be for forever. You might feel like you've been forever. You might feel like there's no way out, but there is. And I hope that this episode will help you see that and give you some really actionable tips for what to start doing. I want to to be really clear that this is not, nothing I teach you is, is a quick fix. There's, this is not like a one and done Oh, she just, she just solved it. I don't have to think about it anymore. It takes work on your end. It takes intention and it takes waking up and recommitting to your goals and to yourself every single day, every single weekend. So what I'm going to share with you in this episode is going to change this for you if you buy in, if you do the work and what you need to know if, and you can refer back to one of the earlier episodes about what progress actually looks like is that you're still going to have days and weekends and and weeks and months that just kind of feel off, that you're not making your best effort. You got a lot of other stuff going on. You feel like you're backsliding a little bit. That's all normal. What matters is that you notice that it's happening. You don't throw in the towel. You don't make a big deal of it, but you just start acting differently. You start acting like the person that you want to be and you get yourself back into a better headspace. So with regards to weekends, We recently put together a really comprehensive guide for our clients and before doing so kind of polled the group and said, what do you really struggle with? Why, why do you have a hard time on weekends? Why is consistency such a hard thing? And it really boiled down to three kind of categories and I'm going to address all of them in this episode. So the first one I'm going to spend the most time on because it really is kind of the thing and Once you get the first one squared away, the other two kind of take care of themselves. They feel like much less of a big deal because you have have gotten your head into the right place. So spoiler alert, it's really more mental than anything. So the first weekend issue is being tired and wanting a break from the weekday grind. So that can look a number of different ways. It might be that you are 
really good about meal prepping and eating, you know, pretty, pretty consistently, pretty much the same stuff throughout the week. You know, you know that it's aligned with your goals. You like it enough and, and it makes it easy. But then you don't want to eat those things again on the weekend. You don't want to eat the same thing seven days a week for who knows how long. You want something different. You want a break. Maybe it's that you make dinner for the family every night. And by the time Friday rolls around, you're like, screw this. We're getting pizza. I want nothing to do with this. Um, maybe it's that you are not really eating things that you enjoy or you're feeling a little bit deprived over the the week so that when the weekend comes, you feel like you deserve a break or a, or a, a, a treat. And, um, you know, for kind of surviving the week, you had a busy, stressful week and you decided not to drink during the week, but now you're going to make up for it on the weekend. All of those things kind of fall into this category. This is the number one thing that the way you're thinking about weekends needs to change. Once you do, those other perceived challenges won't feel nearly as insurmountable. So the thing that you really need to work on tackling first is how you think about weekends, because it is 100% possible to enjoy your weekend, relax, have some downtime, feel like you're getting a break from the work, uh, the work week, enjoy the things you're eating and drinking, and still be acting in support of your goals. So what I want you to think about right now is how you currently think about weekends, because it's likely that you have, we call them stories in coaching. You probably have some stories about how weekends quote unquote have to be that feel really true because you've believed them for a long time, but they just aren't. So a couple of examples of this are feeling like I'm just so tired from the week. I don't care anymore, or I deserve a treat after a hard week. Or these, I, I, spoiler alert, gave you a couple of these already. Um, I don't want to cook, so we just order takeout, and you know the family always wants pizza or Chinese or you know some quote unquote unhealthy food. Or I'm a foodie, and my favorite thing to do with my husband or my friends is to go out to new restaurants or breweries or wineries, and we you know we go out and socialize a lot. I don't know. I don't know how to do that and still lose weight. I don't want to feel like I have to eat the healthy, have to order the healthy thing or that I can't drink, but I don't really know how else to handle it. Wine is how I unwind. Food is how my family bonds. Um, I just struggle with the lack of structure during the week. I never know what the weekend is going to have in store for me, so I can't plan for it. We're just so busy that we grab something easy. All of those are thoughts not actual facts. And if you continue to believe the same stories about weekends that you always have, then you are going to continue being stuck in this cycle. So what you really need to work on is figuring out how to change those weekend thoughts. First, you need to identify what thoughts do you have that aren't serving you. As I went through that list, you probably noticed some that you're like, oh, yep, that's me. There are two to think about. In, in addition to, to those, the, the FOMO type feelings of if I don't indulge at every opportunity, if I don't have the wine every Friday, if I don't have as much you know, to eat as I want whenever we go out, if I, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss out on something. How often are you using that kind of FOMO as an excuse to act in defiance of your longer term goals because you're scared that you're going to be missing out on something right now? 
And then the second, I feel like I'm way too old to be using these terms, but is YOLO. Are you finding reasons to make everything special when really it's not? Are you making Friday, Friday evening is special, Saturday morning is special, Saturday afternoon is special, Saturday night is special. Are you using that as an excuse to justify prioritizing your wants in the moment rather than the thing that might be different and a little bit uncomfortable, but is actually going to serve you better and feel better long term? So what can be really helpful on this front is to do some journaling and I know that there's kind of a a subsect of you who are going to hear that and roll your eyes and be like, I'm done with this podcast. She's gotten too woo-woo. I get it. And I know I've talked about this before that I was not a big journaler until I realized how helpful it was. So I'm not saying you need to go out and buy a brand new notebook. I'm not saying you need to get into a practice of doing this for an hour a day, any of that. I'm saying the best way to sort through the thoughts in your mind is to write them down because a lot of times they're just kind of swimming around in there. They're all muddled up with other stuff and to get them onto paper and be able to kind of sort through them and then assess them. Is this one true? Do I want to keep this thought? Do I really believe that? What evidence do I have for it? Is the best way to root out the thoughts that you want to stop having and figure out the thoughts that you want to start having instead. So one prompt would be to just write down what stories, which you can think of as just like familiar and convenient lies, do you tell yourself about weekends? Then you could just list all of those out. And then your second prompt could be, how can I change those to improve my results? You could also journal on the ways that you let yourself down on the weekends or the behaviors that you engage in that aren't working for you, the ways that you're just kind of indulging the problem, the areas that you can improve, the ways that you aren't acting like the best version of yourself or where you're kind of digging your heels in and and arguing for your limitations, arguing for your excuses. You could journal on what you can do, what you want to make habits over the weekend to help you stay consistent. You can think about what you're saying no to when you're saying yes to indulging because there's always that trade-off. If you're saying yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else and vice versa. You can Write down your thoughts about whether you're sacrificing your long-term reward for a short-term comfort. You can journal on the the FOMO and the YOLO. And you should also journal on like what you're going to do about these things. Because like I've talked about before, change is twofold. Number one, developing awareness. Number two, taking ownership and changing the things that you need to. So once you've figured these things out, what are you going to do about them? Do you want to continue living in this cycle where, nope, I need to have wine on the weekends and I'm, I'm not saying that you can't drink. Go back and listen to the alcohol episode. I'm just using that as an easy example. Are you looking for ways that you need to be doing what you're doing and you're unwilling to change? Because if so, then don't even bother trying to change. You're in control of this. If you decide that you're tired of feeling stuck and you're tired of being in the cycle, you have the power to change it, but something needs to change. You can't just keep doing the same things and expect a different outcome. So something to think about is, are you giving energy to the problem, which is kind of justifying why you can't make better choices on the weekends or why things have to be the way they have been? When you're doing that, you're dwelling on the problem is taking away from you figuring out the solution. Once you know what needs to change, then you need to shift gears into problem solving mode, not defensive, but, but, but you need to then figure out, okay, how can I overcome this? And if you're too attached to that problem, that's what's limiting your solutions. 
So yes, there are always going to be things that are out of your control, but what deserves your attention is the things that are within your control. So what can you do? If you want to relax and treat yourself, how can you do that in a way that isn't counterproductive to your goals? If you're struggling with a lack of structure, how can you create the structure that you need in order to be successful? And also think about the whether the indulgences that you're telling yourself you deserve or you need or you can't do anything about, think about if they're actually enhancing your experience or not. So I see this a lot, and I know I've, I've done it too, where you, know, you kind of are in the mindset of you deserve the treat or you've been so good, you deserve the reward or you're celebrating or whatever. And you, know, you tell yourself, I deserve this wine for making it through the week. But then you have the wine you wake up the next day, you have a headache, you're disappointed with yourself, you're kind of beating yourself up. So in the moment, start asking yourself, have I been down this road before? Was it worth it? Did it how did it feel the next day? I'm at this crossroads here. Which of these choices presented to me right now will I feel best about tomorrow? And is there a story that I'm trying to sell myself on to justify what I want right now instead of what I want longer term? So these are the things that you want to be thinking about. If you know that come Friday or come Saturday, you're going to be tired of cooking, you don't want to be eating the same meals, then anticipate that. This is where the awareness comes in. Once you know what the, what the issue is, then start looking for the solution. You may need to experiment with a few. There may not be one solution. It may, there may be multiple or maybe a combination, but maybe that's doing a, a mini meal prep on Thursday so that you have some variety and it's easy to kind of, you know, stay, stay on track without a ton of effort over the weekend. What I do is I know that I don't so much mind the cooking, especially on weekends, because I feel like I have more time, but I like to, I like to try something new or something that kind of feels special over the weekend. So we'll do something fancier. I'll get scallops or I'll actually make a recipe out of a book that I have and don't use nearly often enough because we all kind of default to those same go-to meals and you have a ton of recipes at your disposal. And if you don't, you can join our recipe club. Um, but there's no shortage of recipes. It's just that we kind of get into a rut and we don't branch out that very much. So maybe weekends for you will become an opportunity to try that new recipe that you saw and looked really good. That makes it special. It's something that you're looking forward to. And also you can make sure that it's aligned with your goals. Maybe it's having fast and easy options in the freezer or in the pantry so that you can just put stuff in the microwave or, you know, do very minimal effort and get a really simple meal on the table or in your body. Instead of creating a recipe in my fitness pal, if you're tracking your food or doing a lot of measuring, you just scan some barcodes and you let it be good enough. So think about what the actual obstacle is and then address that thing directly. That's, what, that's what's gonna make you the most successful. So that's number one. That is the big overarching issue is you need to start thinking about weekends differently and not using food and drinking as your like number one coping or relaxation mechanism. You need to identify those stories that are not serving you and figure out the new ones that are going to serve you going forward. The second issue that we see a lot is just kind of a general lack of structure. And this is a big part of why it feels harder to be consistent because during the week you likely have structure. Your kids go to school or daycare at a certain time. They need to be picked up at a certain time. You work certain hours. Even if you have some unpredictability within that, there is still 
more structure than weekends for most people. So it makes it easier to eat at certain times or to remember to eat if you're one of those people who has a hard time doing that. It just, you know, it routines are easier when you already have some kind of built-in anchors to, to build off. Weekends can go one of two ways. You might notice that you're either super busy or you have way too much time on your hands and either way, kind of that, that lack of structure makes it hard for you to be consistent. So this, this one is really pretty easy. Again, this is, this is more of an issue of dwelling in the problem than figuring out the solution because all it boils down to is creating your own structure. What specifically helps you stay consistent and focused during the week that you can replicate on weekends? And I don't mean like being a robot where you're like, I'll just eat the same meals. I'll just do the same thing. Like, it doesn't need to be like that. It doesn't need to be identical, but you want to think again about how you can do more of what helps it be easy. So I know with a lot of our clients, sleeping in a little bit later kind of bumps all of the meals is like once you get up and running you don't eat breakfast until you know 10 or 11 and then you aren't hungry until you know three or four but then you don't want to eat because it's super close to dinner but you end up snacking and eating way too much and then you snack after dinner and like this is snowball so think about you know can I eat within similar time frame maybe not skip lunch should I set an alarm to eat an intentional lunch even if it's not super big something that I that I'm planning in advance or that I'm you know that I'm that I'm preparing I'm sitting down at a table I'm eating it mindfully and paying attention to it I'm enjoying it so that then I'm thwarting that snacking all afternoon and evening maybe it's if working out is an issue and you tell yourself oh, I'll get to it I'll get to it you actually plan them out and you say okay you know 9 a.m Saturday morning this is the work I'm doing it's getting done Maybe it's using a meal prep service so that ready-to-go meals just arrive at your door and you can eat those throughout the weekend. You're not having to put in the effort yourself. They probably taste good. They give you some variety and you can take them with you if you need to. Maybe it's having, you know, sitting down and looking, okay, we're super busy with kids sports. We're going to be on the field for these number of hours. We're driving to this game. We're probably going to eat at, you know, somewhere fast and convenient doing the legwork in advance. What kind of snacks can we bring with us in the car? Let me check out the menu for the fast food place that we're likely to go to. And let me figure out what's going to work for my goals. Looking at menus in advance, having a water bottle, going to bed at a similar time. All of those things can help you create structure they just take a little bit of intention. You can't just keep winging it and hoping that somehow, some way, things end up different. It has to be intentional. So figure out what helps you be successful during the week. Do more of that on the weekends. I picked this up from one of, uh, one of my clients, but she kind of dubbed the term. I think she picked it up from a podcast or something, but the term called life admin, which is something I do, Gray does. We have a ton of clients who do it. But really all it boils down to is setting aside some time. You can do it. I, I do it on Sundays for, for the week and then kind of again Thursday-ish for the weekend. But basically you're just setting aside 10, 15 minutes to look at your calendar, check out your plans for the weekend and figure out what you can do to set yourself up for success. So you've likely had similar weekends in the past. If your kids are involved in sports, this is not your first rodeo. You know what it's going to be like. And right now you're just kind of dwelling, you're anticipating how hard it's going to be. But instead, think about what, a, what an asset it is to have some idea of what it's going to be like. You're not going in blind. What can you do to make it easier? What can you do to make it run more smoothly? So think about what has tripped you up in the past and then make a plan for overcoming those things. Maybe it's ordering groceries, doing that kind of mini prep, planning your meals, packing the snacks. 
another potential journal topic or just something to jot down some thoughts on is what can you do this weekend to create enough structure to stay consistent? And again, I'm not saying to, to live like a robot. I'm saying to help you be a little bit more even keeled where you're not all or nothing every single week. The third and final sort of overarching issue that we've seen on weekends is mostly applicable to those of you who are tracking your food, which if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I'm a big advocate of using that as a temporary tool to build awareness and help you take ownership of the changes you need to make. And one of the things that trips a lot one of the things that trips a lot of people up is not knowing how to track the meals that you may not have made at home. So this there's kind of two two situations here I'll go over. One is you go to a restaurant and or you know get takeout. The other is you're socializing. You're going to a friend's house. You're at a potluck type thing. Either way, there are some things you can do to A, estimate, and B, just have less anxiety over releasing control over that. So one reminder, few, few reminders. Number one, it's okay to have an opinion. Most times that you go out aren't completely spontaneous, like somebody blindfolds you and puts you in the car and says, like, this is where you, we're going and you, like, just come to when you're sitting at the table. When the option is there, be an active participant in deciding where you go. That way you can make sure that there's something that you can get that you'll enjoy and will support your goals. So when everybody is like hemming and hawing, what should we do? Where should we go? Don't be silent. Say, here's what, I, here's what I'd like to do. Speak up for yourself. Make it easy on yourself. Most people, either somebody's going to be like, mm, I don't want to, and then, you know, whatever, you'll figure it out. Or everybody's going to be relieved that we can just like move on and, and eat. The second thing kind of builds on that, which is, Look at the menus. Almost all restaurants have their menus available online. Many, if they're chains, have the nutrition information available too. But at the very least, just give it a once over. Narrow it down to a couple options that you'll decide between. And you can even kind of pre-track and see if you can like kind of quote unquote afford what you want and you can make adjustments if necessary. So maybe you... Um, you know, want to split an appetizer, you, you, you're going to sacrifice the drink or you're going to skip something at breakfast. If you, if you do it in advance, you have a much better idea of how the day is going to end rather than just putting it in afterwards and being like, oh, shoot. Which brings me to my next point, which is to plan ahead. So when you're able, enter that restaurant meal first or that takeout first and then reverse engineer the rest of your day around it so that you can still end up in a place that you're happy with. When possible, you can always prioritize lean protein and veggies, especially at your other meals. So if you want to indulge, if you have a, a special occasion and, and, and you want to just kind of eat whatever is most enjoyable, even if it's not super nutritious, give yourself some more wiggle room for that by making your other meals high in protein, high in fiber. Remember that you can also ask questions when you are at a restaurant you can ask the server, do you know how many ounces the salmon is? Do you know how lean the ground beef is in the burger? If you're talking to a friend and they invite you over for dinner, yeah, I'd love to come. Any idea what you'll make? It doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't, like, everybody's brain isn't immediately going to go to, oh, she's asking because she's trying to lose weight, because she's fat, because she always does this. Like, that's all in your head. Nobody else is, is as judgmental about you as you are. You're entitled to know how much you're eating. You're, you can ask in advance. Worst case, your friend says, no, I have no idea why you're asking. That's weird. You're like, oh, okay, that's fine. It's not a problem. If the waiter says, I don't know, you can say, could you go ask the chef? Or you can just drop it and say, okay, no problem. Thanks anyway. 
But remember to ask for what you want, especially at a restaurant. You're a paying customer. You can ask for modifications. You can ask for substitutions. And who cares if it makes you a little bit difficult? If you're with family and friends and they ask what you want, tell them. Say something that you'll feel good about eating. Like I said, if you know when people are indecisive, it's usually pretty refreshing when someone is decisive. I mentioned this a second ago, but think about the give and take. So you can probably have some of the indulgences that you want, just not all of them and not in unlimited quantities. So figure out what's worth it to you and what you're okay skipping. If you want a cocktail, maybe you skip the appetizer. Maybe you have less of the entree, that sort of thing. You need to remember that weekends are part of life. Socializing is part of life. Going out is part of life. And it's not a problem if those things involve food and drinking. It's also not a problem if they don't. So just remember that you can learn how to do this without sabotaging yourself. And opportunities like this, going out, socializing, all of those things, are time for you to practice the skills that are going to make you successful long term. I am adamant about the fact that tracking is not a forever thing. So instead of being anxious that you can't you know, track 100% as accurately as you usually do, think about how you're getting an opportunity to practice estimating portions, putting together balanced meals, asking for what you want, standing up for yourself, advocating for yourself, leaning into your hunger and fullness cues and things like that. Those are the skills that are going to make you successful long after you stop tracking. And if you start thinking of these as opportunities rather than things that are, you know, negatives that are happening to you, it's going to be a lot easier to get yourself on board and be like, okay, cool. I will practice this. And then on Monday, when I will have a little bit more control, I will, you know, I will use a little bit more control and I will practice and I will get better at this. And then when you arrive at maintenance and it's time to ease out of tracking, you'll feel so much more confident at doing it because you've had this practice. Another thing to remember is that not everything is special. So give some thought in advance to whether the meal that you're having, the meal that you're eating out or, or whatever, if it's a worthy indulgence, not everyone is. Sometimes just the fact that you're not doing the cooking yourself or that you're spending time with friends and family, that's the thing that's special. For the most part, you can try to replicate what you would eat at home when you go out. You can build your meal around a lean protein and a vegetable. and. A lot of times choosing those simple meals will make it easier to track with some accuracy. So again, that's an opportunity to practice your portions. If you've been measuring at home, you get to put that to the test. You can use the hand guide where you're like, okay, you know, about four ounces of, of protein is about a size of a deck of cards or about the size of my palm, things like that. You can practice eyeballing because you have been getting practice at that when you're measuring at home. Another thing to remember is that you can always control how quickly you're eating and how much you eat. So you may not be able to control exactly what's in it, but you can slow down. You can enjoy the experience. You can actually taste the food, chew it a whole bunch, savor it, enjoy your company, try to match the slowest person at the table. And it's going to help you not just enjoy it more, but also notice when you're starting to get full. And then you are more likely to stop eating when you're satisfied, say like an eight out of 10, than you're stuffed or you know, just ate until it was gone. As far as the actual tracking goes, I'm not going to go super in-depth into this because it's, um, it's hard to talk about in a way that will be super useful for you. But generally speaking, um, and if you're in the Facebook group or join my Facebook group, Live Diet Free, and I'm happy to answer your questions in a Q&A or you can make a post, things like that. But in general, if you're not sure, build yourself in a little bit of a buffer. Overestimate a little bit. Um, if you think that's oh, probably you know five ounces, call it six just to be, just to be safe. 
if you're seeing a if you're logging a food that has a lot of variants and you're like, I have, there's so many options here and they there's they're all over the map, pick kind of a middle of the road entry, one that's not an outlier. It's not the lowest. It's not the highest. It's just kind of clumped somewhere in the middle. I usually build in a little bit of a fat and calorie buffer by logging a tablespoon of oil or butter just from the top because most restaurants, part of why their food tastes so good is because it's they use more than you would expect. Um, but really just remember not to stress about that margin of error. If you know you're being as accurate as possible the rest of the time, then your food log is still useful. And also, you're also able to see, you're also able to see how often you are going out, how often you're not in control of what you're eating. And if you're noticing that this is happening from Friday dinner through Sunday dinner and you are going out constantly, that might be something to address, but perfection is never the goal. You can always take a picture of your plate so that you can use it to track accurately later. You do not need to pull up my fitness pile at the table. You do not need to bring a food scale to a restaurant or to a friend's house. You don't need to do any of that. Some foods, if it's, if it's a meal that's, you know, say chicken, rice, broccoli type thing, it's easier to log individually. Other meals, you're going to have to just kind of pull up lasagna and, and give your best guess. Um, that's really kind of what it, what it boils down to. I don't want to get too into the, into the nitty gritty of the tracking stuff because I think, um, I don't think that's super useful for you. I want to wrap up with a few lessons from our clients. When we asked what helps them stay consistent on weekends, we got some awesome responses and I want to share those with you. So changing my view of what fun and relaxation means, making exercise and nourishing food a part of self-care versus viewing getting drinks and eating fries as self-care and really just changing my mindset has been the best strategy. Next one, I'm trying to reframe my thinking to doing some prep work on the weekends and how that helps me helps me during the week. Another one, keeping my meal schedule the same and setting alarms if I need to, to, to remind myself to eat, even if I'm busy or, or would likely forget. Another is to um, plan and tell the family. These are the things that we can make this weekend or you can make yourself these alternatives and just kind of laying down the law there. Another, I work on planning for restaurant meals or other treats like alcohol proactively by scaling back the other meals to allow for more flexibility. I'm doing a mindset change that weekends don't have to be about overindulgence in food. I can make good choices at the restaurants and I don't need to treat all weekends as special or all food as special. I avoid overly restricting during the week so that by the time the weekend rolls around, I don't feel like I've earned certain, certain foods and like I'm allowed to overindulge. I eat foods that I like and that I want during the week so that I don't overdo it with them on the weekend. That's a great one. I don't think of the weekend as a cheat day anymore. I'm allowed to eat any food I want any day of the week and I just make sure that it fits with my goals and my budget. And last one, keeping the end goal in mind. Is going rogue on the weekends really worth it? You can have some flexibility, but it's important to keep some structure <clears throat> and that just takes a little planning and effort. So that does it, you guys. To get out of this all or nothing, live for the weekend cycle, you need to, number one, start thinking about your weekends differently. Reframe how you think about relaxation and treats and self-care and things like that. Figure out how you can create a sense of structure on the weekends and figure out that kind of tactical stuff of, of how do I track and things like that. But number one is if you work, <clears throat> excuse me, if you work on your weekend mindset, all of that other stuff is going to fall into place that much more easily. Hope this episode is helpful for you and I will talk to you next week. 
Thank you for listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love to have you join me in my Facebook group by the same name, Live Diet Free. This is the most valuable weight loss and lifestyle group on Facebook. I have created it to be more valuable than courses you would pay money for. It has everything from years worth of trainings all about sustainable weight loss on topics that you request to workouts you can do from home to recipes to a weekly live Q&A that I do every Monday based on your questions. I would love to have you in there. You can join at estheravandfacebook.com slash groups slash live diet free.